0: Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Escapes and Discussion. Today I've got the great pleasure of being joined by Welsh photographer Tim Dobbs. Good afternoon, Tim. Hey, you. Are okay. I'm very well, thank you, and yourself, are you keeping well? Yes, not too bad, thanks. Good stuff. Well, say we're currently chatting on a Saturday. I will be watching Scotland probably get beaten by France later on. And I'm sure Tim will be cheering on the Welsh as they they head to Twickenham later on this afternoon. So here's hoping to positive results for both of us. Oh, yes. Um, indeed. But before we get into talking about Tim's latest zine, I Don't Take Portraits, Tim, it would be great if you could give us an introduction
1: to your photography and your background. Um, well, yes, I'm... Uh getting on mid to late 50s and i've been sort of shooting photographs since i was in school to be honest um to be fair my art teacher was into photography so off his own back he made a dark room in the school so you know anybody who was interested um you know he encouraged them to you know, learn about photography. To be honest, yeah. Um, you know, he supplied the cameras and the film. Um, I think it was more for himself, to be honest. I mean, he could have a free dark room in the school, but <laughs> I mean, it just got me interested. Really, I mean, it—not so much the taking of the photographs, but you know, developing and and all the stuff behind. Because, to be honest, up until that point, you didn't really think of it. You had your family, you know, pictures that. Yeah. You know, your brother and sister and you know, this, that, and the other portrait stuff. But when you could see how they were, you know, produced, um yes. it really got me into it. Um, and it sort of went on from there because when I left school, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I kind of went for all the apprenticeships going. yeah Um, and one of them that I was sent to uh was a printer's. And obviously, as soon as I went through the door, um, I seen all the printing machinery and didn't really you know think much about it but when I got towards the back of the place they had a massive dark room Mm. Um, because obviously when I started printing there was I mean there was computers but we were like letterpress and we were only starting to get into litho so basically they they used to shoot everything they'd have the artwork all done by hand and then photograph it in the dark room to make the negatives to make the plates um, which was then that, that caught my eye to start with. Yep. It turned out that everybody I worked with, um, they were all into photography. Fantastic. So it was um, it was you know just a brilliant thing, so I started there. Um, and it went from then. I mean, I just really enjoyed taking photographs. Um, I never had my own dark room back then, but um, obviously, Things progressed, you know, right? I took up digital like anybody else. And yeah. Um, and about 10 years ago, I started getting back into film because a friend of mine gave me a, an old film camera. Um, I still had two of my cameras, but I never used them. Uh, and I just started getting back into it. Um, yeah. And to be fair, back in the day, you know, you, you wanted the best camera. And you, I mean, I couldn't afford anything like that back then. But obviously... Being older, um, it got a bit of an obsession, and <laughs> over the last ten years, I must be close on a hundred cameras because really? I started by yeah I started buying them when they were really cheap, and all the ones I ever wanted that yeah. I couldn't afford. Obviously, I can afford them a bit more now. Yes, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, so it's gone from you know being interested in photography to an obsession of oh, cameras. So, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yes. Yeah. But they've got to be cameras I can use. I, I don't want to buy cameras that just, you know, they're pristine and they, they look great. I mean, that is part of it. But I want to put film in them and go out and shoot them. Um
0: yes. Yeah.
1: And I haven't got any cameras I've never shot. You know, I I may not have shot them again. I might have shot one roll. But I, you know, I've, I've used them all. Um, and basically, that's that's me in a nutshell. I just but, basically take a camera everywhere. Yeah. And, Yep, that's a bang up up today
0: but yeah as you say I think it's important that you're not you're not buying cameras to keep on a to have have having a shelf or to permanently be on the shelf and it's it's fascinating that yeah you've shot every single one of them It, it must be quite incredible just to see the range of of images that all your different combinations of cameras and film that you potentially can use can can all produce and things like that as well
1: yes it's 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 also a bit of a bind because, you, you you know, you want to go out to take some photos and then you spend the next half an hour um, wondering <laughs> which camera, which lens, which film. Um, yeah. You know, I, I've got two fridges downstairs um, just full of film because I've been collecting film as well, because obviously a lot of the film is, is gone. You, I mean, you can't yeah. get it. Um, and, you know, I've just been collecting film that I've never yet... I've never shot before. I mean, I got loads of film that I didn't even know existed, let alone shot. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, so I do like you know to mix it up a bit. To be honest.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It must. It must. Uh, I don't have that same issue of yeah. deciding which camera, which lens, and which film to choose every time. I go out. Thankfully, my my choice process is far far simpler. And um, but at the same time, yeah, it must produce great great results and a great variety of results and. Um, I know you've produced quite a number of zines. I've got three of them, I think, um, and your latest one is I Don't Take Portraits, which, as, as you quite rightly point out in your website, it is a very misleading title. Um, on the basis, it is it is full of portraits. So I'm interested to know, I suppose, outright, where, where did the idea come from
1: the zine and and for the title as well? Um, well, the I, I mean, I've always, once I've done a zine, I'm always wanting to do the next one. I mean, mm-hmm. the whole point of me doing zines is that whatever money I make on that particular zine, if exactly. any, yep. goes into the next zine. Absolutely. And to be honest, I was I was looking for I was going through my little Lightroom catalog and I was looking for a specific picture. I can't remember what it was. And I just happened to notice that nearly every roll of film that I shoot, there's at least one picture of a person in it. Ooh, um, I mean, it could be because I'm just trying to use up the role. <laughs> yes, <yeah. laughs> it off. Or yeah. it could be because I want to see what that film and lens looks like taking a portrait. Yep. Um, And I thought, my God, I got a lot of pictures of people considering I don't go out and take pictures of people. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, I've done, I mean, I've shot a couple of weddings in the past and I have taken portraits of people, but it's not something that, really interested me, to be honest. Um, But I thought, oh, my God, why have I got so many pictures? And that's when another headache came, because when I sort of dragged all these into another catalogue in my Lightroom, there was, I I mean, I could have done a book because there were so many pictures. I mean, trying to whittle, this is probably the biggest zine I've done page-wise, because just trying to whittle it down. Yes. um, You know, to something that, because obviously a lot of them were very similar. They were like a straight on portrait where I've just taken it because it was the last role or, you know, last frame on the roll.
0: Absolutely. Uh,
1: so I didn't want everything looking the same. Um, plus you may notice that a lot of the pictures in there are of the same people. <laughs> there's, um,
0: a few, there's a few who crop up indeed.
1: <laughs> yes. Because I mean, it's the family. So yeah. it, it, it's the easiest subject to take a picture okay. of. Um, but that's how the idea came about. I thought, well, how can I put it there? And it just so happened that I took a photograph of my son Um, and he was messing around and he put his hand up to his face because um, obviously kids being what they are, they don't like having the picture taken once they get to a certain age. Absolutely. Um, And it just, it just stuck with me. I thought, you know, the title came into my head when I seen that picture and I thought, well, that'd be a good cover. And it went from there. I mean, I started with the cover and the name, to be fair. Yes. Before true. I before I sequenced it. So, um, yeah, that's how it came about, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because it's very
0: different from how a lot of zines maybe come about or projects come about in that. It's something that you've been building up subconsciously, probably, or without any consciousness, awareness to it over, over many, many years of just shooting something on every film that maybe includes one person and you're not purposely going out to do it, but actually over, over such a period of time, you build up a big enough body of work that actually then
1: coherently sits together. Yes, I mean, yeah, that's how it is, to be honest. I mean, a few of my things, when I shoot, I mean, I I live in um, in the Welsh Valleys. Yep. I used to live in the main town and then 30 years ago, we moved up, well, up or up, out, out into the valley We've been here 30 years and I've been shooting the valley for 30 years from when we moved up here. That was when the last pit closed. Right. Um, So basically we moved up here and it had all been bulldozed. So it was, it was weird because there was like nothing there where the pit used to be. Yes. Whereas now we've got, I think it's three, maybe four lakes where (laughs) they are, um, where the old railway line used to run. Obviously it's a path that takes you all the way up the valley right up to the top end um and I've been photographing that since we've been here so the changes in the landscape um a few people have asked me you know why do you take the same photos (laughs) because um a lot of the stuff they are they're the same photos it's just maybe the weather's changed maybe um obviously something there's buildings that have gone or there's you know obviously now you look at the valley now and it's just or trees and then it, it looks like it's always been like that but back in the day it didn't yeah. um but I, I do like I do tend to take a lot of, of the same stuff um like my next zine somebody funny enough um, a friend of mine on twitter photographer friend always mentions I take a picture of one tree there's a specific tree up here right. um and I I've lost count how my times so I take pictures of it in the snow in the Rain and the sun on slide film, black and white. And he asked me the other day. He said, "What's your favourite picture of the tree?" I thought, "Wow, I I don't know because I've taken so many." And that's at the moment I'm trying to drag all those trees into a catalog. Brilliant, yeah. And it it's as scary as the portrait one. I've got so many photographs of this one tree. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's going to be my next project. I don't know how people. react to it because it's going to be a
0: picture of the same tree it is it's quite interesting I, I, I can think of two books so there's a there's a book uh, one of the Israeli really press one picture book or one photo book and it's Michael Kennett's it's Lake Tree and again it's the same tree photographed right, different right. angles um, yeah that's a small one that I think there's only 14 or 15 images and then there's also one by Nikolai howout I think it is and it's old chidinko or something like I can't remember the exact pronunciation but that is one single negative of a tree that has been processed 91 or 92 different ways which again oh, it, which again is quite quite a fascinating way to see just the same. The same picture and how how the variation changes throughout the entire book. So I I, th- I think it sounds really quite interesting, particularly when it's been shot over a diff- such a long period of time in different weather conditions, in different seasons, from different angles, and and things will appear and change over the time. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it certainly sounds like quite a, quite another interesting project.
1: Yeah, so like I said, I'm th- I'm seriously thinking about it obviously I'm yeah getting all the photographs together. Um, but I obviously don't want like fifty-two pages of, of yes. the same tree. Yes, it's, it's going to like when you just said about fourteen images. I mean, it, it would definitely be a smaller, smaller, you know, scene, a smaller so, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um, but it may be a bigger one if you know what I mean. To yeah. To kind of show it more. Yes. Maybe a you know a, a landscape A4 or something like that. But. Yes. Um, yeah, bigger, big,
0: big, yes, bigger, bigger scale, bigger scaled photographs. So yeah, you, you get a bit more, but as you say, maybe just a slightly lower, lower image count than uh, than in, yes. than than like so I don't take
1: portraits. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely.
0: But know, I I I have I have to say I I find uh, portraits not something I photograph myself, but I haven't started doing the the pod, the podcasts and the, the biblioscapes and it's it's I've certainly purchased a lot more portrait zines books over over the over the last couple of years because I just find I find the just the connection and the, the potential stories behind the individuals in them really quite quite fascinating. I think there's one image in particular which in yours which I really like, which is the two it's the two guys who are dressed up as policemen. I think it is maybe is it French and uh... Oh, Yes,
1: yes. That's um we have um well I mean apart from when COVID uh, yes. every year we have like a World War II right. event yep. in the town center. And to be fair, those two chaps are there every year. Yes. Um and I've taken quite a few of them. Um yep. yeah, it's uh that, that's the type of port. If I'm gonna take portraits, I'd wanna take them like that, not you know, like a deliberate portrait as such. Yes. Um you know, I was just out in the street, and you know, just got chatting to him, and then eventually said, "Oh, do you mind if I take your portrait?" Yeah, that type of portrait. That's that's what interests me, to be honest. When portraits,
0: yes, yeah, and I, and I think you, I think there's some some of the expressions in, in the in the people who you photograph that it, it just makes you think what what's their story, what's. Uh, what is what is behind that person, as opposed to, and, and it gives it gives you a bit of context and allows you to, to mull over and think 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 for yourself in terms of how how what's the environment that person's working in, such as the lifeguard and things like that as well that you've photographed.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, it it it's nice to to put stuff in context. It's not just like um
0: absolutely I,
1: when I when I when I was shooting digital, um. I used to like street photography, you know, if we went to Cardiff or went to a city somewhere, I'd have my cam. But I never sort of stopped people and said, can I take your portrait? They all be people in the street. Yes. Um, maybe zoomed in a bit. Um, and that's not really what interests me. It, it, it interests me more to speak to somebody first and then say, well, can I take your photograph? Yeah. Um, like t- two of my, I mean, a few years back, I was, trying to, this is pre-COVID, do what I call the artist series, where I would find somebody who did something with their hands, basically painter, um, I don't know, sculptor, whatever, and go to their studio and photograph them. And it all came about because a friend of mine up here, uh, Kevin Sinnott, who is a reasonably famous Welsh painter, he's got a studio up here, um, asked me to photograph his painting for him. And, of course, I went around the studio and photographed him all day. I was there all day, mixture of film and digital, and ended up making a zine. And I thought, oh, I'd like to do this. I'd like to find somebody who I could, you know, spend the day with and take photographs. Yes, yep. Um, So two of my – I've managed to do two so far. Uh, I did one of Kevin, and I did one of my next-door neighbor, Sean, who makes Love Spoons. And so – they're not portraits then as such but they're them in you know people in the photograph and what they do yeah um that really interests me yeah but it's quite quite difficult to kind of you know get people to do it i mean i've been lucky that i know these two people and it's been great you can just spend the day there with them uh but that definitely interests me more in the future if i can do more of that
0: yeah absolutely i think i think the the addition of the context and the environment people are either working in, living in, it just it just adds a different dimension to to seeing someone's face it's great to see the portrait but then to see the person then in situ or see their home environment or their work environment or or something about them it, it gives such a different level of context as you say yes yes i
1: mean that does interest me i mean i am i am well i mean I wouldn't say I'm artistic or whatever, but I mean I I like painting and drawing, photography, yeah, and stuff with my hands. But when you go to see somebody who's actually good at it, (laughs) and uh, and uh, spend time with them, you know, I mean, especially when I was with Kevin, you know, he he had this painting, oil painting, and I was looking at it, think this is brilliant, and he was he was dabbing away, dabbing away, and I was getting close ups. Then he stood back, said, "No, that's not right," and he wiped the face off with a rag. And I thought, wow. And then within three or four strokes of a brush, it was back. It was like, wow. Yeah. Very impressive. I mean, yeah. It's yeah, stuff like, like you say, to put things into context rather than yeah. just having random photographs, which is more or less what happens on Twitter. I mean, I post photographs. On my blog, I try to post maybe the whole roller stuff. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, even the bad ones, just to say this is this is the roller film. This is what I did. Yep. Yeah. Um, and sometimes then it gives more context of because they they're not random photographs and they, they you can see that they've been taken in some sort of sequence.
0: Yeah, that, that, and then, and there's some coherency between them as well. It's like for for me on Instagram and that now I I generally post in little sets of three images. One it suits kind of like the the grid format they've got, but I just think it, it gives a bit of context to working on a set of work without just. One picture's from here, one next picture's from somewhere totally else, and so on and so forth. And actually, yeah, for, for some context and and to actually show a bit of thought process that's going on in your work. And as you say, yeah, you, you can post the full the root full role or or the majority of the role on your website. And it lets people see actually part of the thought process and and
1: the thinking that's gone on behind it. Yes, yes, definitely. I mean, the only time it it doesn't work like that is like well, at the moment, I've got three cameras, all with three different roles of filming that have all been started. Yes. So um, <laughs> th- th- I probably wouldn't post those roles yes. as a blog, you know, complete anyway, because they, they're going to be quite random yeah. images. Um, so it's when I got, like yesterday, I deli- we deliberately went out for a walk yesterday because up, up on top of the mountain where we live, it's about yeah. four mile walk. There's a burnt-out car. It's been there for years. It's just in this massive plane. So we deliberately went up there to photograph that. So that type of thing, you know, you'd see the whole role because they'd be shot from different angles and different whatever. But obviously the, th- the three I got at the moment are going to be rather random, so yes. they won't be
0: posted. Yeah. yeah. It might, it'll be quite interesting, though, to see once all those three are filmed, once all those three are finished and processed, just to see the, the spread of images from start to finish of the, the, the time span it's covered and also the, just the, the variety of subject matter as well.
1: Yes, yes. They're definitely going to be different because, I mean, you know, they started off in the house and then they might be on a walk. <laughs> then they might be in town. Yes. Then then we may have visited my parents or something and I've taken pictures down there. So they, That's it. Um, yeah. Okay.
0: But yeah, but, that, but that's, all, that's, all, that's all part of, that's all part of the process and, and part of it is like the anticipation of seeing what, uh, what what's going to come out when when you when you begin to process it and develop and work on the film and, and you begin to see, as you say, the reveal of the images from, from from the film into into reality, which is part of what the initial appeal was for you in the dark room back at school.
1: Yes, yes, because I mean I, I sent off to I mean, I develop all my own film. yep, um, color, black and white slide i haven't got any color chemistry here at the moment so yeah. i sent off two rolls yesterday one right. role obviously i shot of the car yeah and another role that i put in the camera um the week before christmas so there's going to be varied photos on that one because it was before christmas christmas um this week yeah i took i took the last shot yesterday with it so that role is going to be interesting because i cannot for the life of me remember the shot on the camera yeah so uh, yeah,
0: and and when it when it came to when it came to narrowing the field down of your portraits, how 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 challenging was it to get it down to the fifty two images that made the book? Um,
1: very, very, yeah. very, because there was photographs that I I definitely wanted in there because they were yeah. pictures that I really I liked. liked. Yes, um, but then trying to work other images around them because I wanted it to be. Some of them to look like portraits, like, you know, maybe a studio shoot or something like that, Yes. Yeah, uh, even though they weren't. Yeah. Um, I also wanted like the street type ones in there Um yeah. and just trying to, <laughs> it was quite hard because the ones that I really like, I try, I try to spread across the two page spread. Yep. But I wanted to do um, a perfect bound book. But then of yeah. course I realized if I'm going to do that, you can't do that because yeah. even cool. in in this one where, where it's stitched it's still you shouldn't really spread an image across because you can't get it flat unless you have an open a, a totally flat, really flat yeah yeah um so that's the only thing that disappointed me with this i i like the pictures um i liked how i sequenced them but because it isn't totally flat um that's that's the one thing that bugged me about it but um yeah, that, that that was the problem. There were so many photographs, and plus there was a lot of them were the same, similar. Yeah. yeah. So you, so I I tried to put some of them that were similar together, and yes. then spread them about. So it's, it's got a bit of a yeah. difference. You're not like turning over and it's like two people, two people, two yes. people. Yeah, there's ver- nice variety too, and a nice flow.
0: But it, yeah, it does it makes you stop at every page as opposed to just flicking through sort of thing.
1: Yes, well, I mean that that was in my head because when I did it, obviously I had them on the computer, yes, and, and I was flicking through. Um, I'm thinking, right, that's that's no, they they that's two of the same. They look too similar when you turn it over. So I'm thinking, well, would you stop on that one? No, so you move it. And yeah, I must admit it, it. probably took about two weeks. This is probably the longest I've taken to do to, to sequence something, um, because. You know, every time I looked at it, I'm thinking, oh, no, no. Um, but the good thing is, I even though I work in a printers and I'm a, I'm a printer, yeah. um, my first couple of zines, I didn't work because my mm-hmm. boss was kind enough to say, well, I won't charge you for them. You do them in your own time. You know, yes. I wasn't making many, so he wasn't losing any money. Yeah. But my last couple of zines, I've used Mixum Print. Yes. And they're doing it online with them has made it so much easier because you can just throw up your PDF. You can move them around on the screen right. easily. And then when you click generate a preview, it gives you a flip book on the screen. Excellent. Like, yeah. So it's a bit easier than trying to do it in, in design where you're, you're kind of flicking them and, and it, it gives you more of a, a real feeling for a book. Yep. If you know what I mean? Um, and I found it easier to do it that way. Uh, but Yes, to be honest, this has been the longest process. Yeah, yeah.
0: And and how, how have you found using Mixam compared to doing it in work? Is it is has it proved beneficial? Obviously, you talk about the software, but uh, obviously the paper choices will be very different compared to compared to doing them when you're doing them at work and you,
1: you've got them all to hand. So the the only thing that concerned me originally was I I you lose control of doing it. Yeah. Um, what i mean work, obviously it's. I do the design and I actually print them and then I will finish them myself. So I, I, you know, if, if a photograph has been printed and I think, no, I don't quite like that. I can see it. Whereas with giving it to somebody else to do, you're thinking, well, you know, if you've made a mistake along the way, but what I found with Mixam is that if there's any, any sort of query, they don't print, they let you know, you know, if you've put something up, maybe not, the right resolution, or it would not bleed properly, or something, they'd let you know that they, they, really they're dude. really good and their print quality is, is excellent. I, uh, I, absolutely, yeah. I can't fault their print quality. Um, but that's the only concern I had. I mean, yes, I could do them in work, you know, probably a lot cheaper. Even if I was charged, I could do them cheaper, but it, it's, it, I, it's something nice about sending it off and then waiting for your books to arrive. I can imagine, yes. It's,
0: uh, it comes back to the whole anticipation of working with film and it, it's, it's similar to, to when you're sending something off and, and you think, right, okay, I've, I've, I've uploaded the work, I've, I've got the sequence I want, I've made my paper choices, selections, everything like that, and now it's, uh, it's kind of the, the wait and reveal and, and see, what,
1: uh, see what, I'm going to be, what I'm going to be given. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, the like I say, the taking of the photographs for me is just a tiny part of, of it. Absolutely. It's the anticipation, um, the, well, it's, it's and the actual doing. I, I enjoy developing film. I enjoy developing film. Um, I don't particularly enjoy scanning film. <laughs> um, but, um, which is the one benefit of sending off my colour film is that they come back and there's no dust. There's no, it's just done. They're all the right color, you know. If I if I shoot um, Ektar, I know the color is going to come back the way I was expecting. Yeah. Um, as opposed to when I try to scan it, and yes, half the roll may look right, but then the other half you are tweaking away to try and yeah, the color so, balance, right? Yeah, uh, yes. I mean, it's it's the pro. It's, it's it's like a cliche, but to me, it's the whole process of film. It's not that it's better or it's it it you know. The, it's, i just rather do it i mean i i don't like digital much anymore um and i got a lot of digital cameras <laughs> um, and the, the only time i shoot digital really now um is obviously i'm a, i'm the photographer for my local rugby club right. and i've done yep. that for the last 10 years yep. um obviously i i shoot digital when i shoot rugby yes um but apart from that there's just snapshots when i'm shooting digital now
0: yeah but it, it's great as you say the, the film it's it, as you say it's not no one's saying it's better or worse it's it's a different process and it's a different experience um and i, th- I think that's what's important but uh but what's also great i i is, is the number of zines that you've produced i've got three of them Home, my love as well which is obviously through the valley but it, again it's through the seasons and when you talk about the when you talk about doing maybe a zine of your tree through the seasons, through the seasons, it kind of draws me back to your your shots of the valley through the seasons, and it's I think it makes for a great subject a, a great theme around a particular subject matter.
1: Yes, that, that was my I, I think that was my first scene, if, if, if to be fair, um, and it was probably a vanity project <laughs> more than anything. I didn't think I'd sell one. Um, and i just thought well you know what 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 have i got and i thought well i got a lot of pictures of the valley yeah um so yes that that was that was um enjoyable one but it didn't re- i mean looking back now yes it 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 has got a bit of a meaning but at the time it was my first scene and i just wanted to get something printed to put my name on it yes to be fair yep. um whereas everything since there's been a reason you know, I I've had an idea and then I've sort of sort of gone for it. Yes, yeah, planned I mean. it, planned it, yeah.
0: followed through, and then yeah, delivered. There's been yeah, there's been I suppose that uh, yeah, uh, the thought process has been there before. Whereas the valley was okay, I quite fancy printing something. What what sort of work have I got that can that can fit the bill?
1: Yes, yes. I mean, I think I've done about six or seven zines in total, yeah. um, but most of them have got some sort of theme. Yeah. Um, you know hopefully yeah. hopefully yeah. and hopefully I, I, people I, can see that
0: yeah that's it and i think i think a, a particular th- a theme of some sort or subject matter of some sort of thing works particularly well in zines but for that sort of format and the nature of of who, what you're producing and who you're maybe target the audience you're maybe targeting for um I, I think it worked i think that that works particularly well in zines and yeah you've you've done a number of them and by all accounts you You'll hopefully pre-producing more in the future, and I think it's a wonderful way to experience work. It does, as I say to a lot of people, work doesn't need to be produced in huge, big, fancy books, but wonderful zines that are printed that have had just as much care and attention into the sequencing of them and the image selection and curation um, are are just as enjoyable, just as pleasurable, and and as and as yeah, and as as delightful to look through as anything else.
1: Yes, I mean you know, the the saying is you know it, it does things are better when they're printed, mm-hmm. you know. It, and computers are great, and they're you know it's, it's brilliant. So I can scan pictures and do stuff on the computer and post them yeah. on the internet. But nothing beats a photograph, a print, um or a zine. Or I mean, I I honestly lost count on many zines I've bought off other people. I mean, looking behind me, I mean, there's got to be. 100 plus zines yeah of other photographers um and i would say 80 85 maybe Or people i don't even know i mean i'll be onto it and there'll be a zine yeah. that somebody is and i think oh that looks good and you know you buy it i mean it's just to support them as well absolutely but i've I'm, never I'm been be... disappointed
0: yeah i'm entirely the same with you it's like you can be flipping through and all of a sudden, a zine and the most disappointment thing generally is when you you try to get it and you find that it's sold out. Um, because, <laughs> yes, because a lot of it, a lot of it's luck of the draw in terms of fight like being there. When particularly people doing small runs, it's like I was looking at the back cover of Valley, your one and or home, sorry, and I have got number six out of twenty. So when you think if you're doing a run of twenty. Twenty potentially doesn't last very long. People might think it does, but you can very soon quickly go through twenty. And if you're if you're if you're if you're not on Twitter or Instagram or
1: social media or whatever at the time, then you can you can miss out quite easily on these things. Yes, yeah. I mean, I've never done a, a big even when I was doing them, you know, effectively for free. Yeah. Um, I still didn't do many because a I I thought well I'm not going to sell this many. Who's going to want? You know this many, but I mean, I sold every zine, every yes. zine I've done. They've all sold, and t- two of my zines I've had to actually have reprints of, yeah, because the amount of people that missed out, obviously missed out, and wanted them. But of course, I had to do something different then because, how can I say? I I, I felt a bit guilty that I I said right, you got you know, number two of forty, and yep. then I produced another twenty, so. The next 20 people, I had to change something. So I was like giving them a free print or something. I I, I felt as if they had to get something else out of it because, you know, it's sold out, but I've been lucky to be fair. I mean, the, the the one, this one now, the portrait one, I mean, I've still got a few left, but they're mainly because I, I order enough that I think I'm going to sell. Then I add another five just in case anything gets, because obviously some of them go abroad and, Mind you know, if course. they don't yep. turn up, I, I can send another. Yep. And obviously, w- with Mixum, for some reason, you always get extras. Yeah. So so you end up with, you know, five. I mean, I think I've had, I'm not sure if I had 10 overs on one of them. Right. So, of course, you know, you keep them all back. And then, you know, once they are all gone, you say, right, well, I've got 10 left. Anybody else wants some?
0: Yeah, you'd drip you'd but, them out.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping now. Oh, I think I got about six left. Um, that once they're all gone, then I'm gonna get on with my next one.
0: Excellent. But yeah. I don't
1: like to produce anything until they're gone.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, you focus on one at a time as opposed to ending up with boxes behind your desk of zines <laughs> that you've done five years ago that you've still got a couple of copies kicking around. Um, yeah, it's a but but it's all part. It's I, I'm I well I should I'm terrible for procrastination I've got various things that I'm working on but I do have Affinity Publisher open and I'm hoping to try and get some work on something over the next couple of months but uh, life has just been somewhat busy recently so at some point I will get around to doing something um, and <laughs> but at the same time it, it's great it's like behind me I've got like all my wee magazine box type folders that are just full of zines that I've picked up and you see something five six seven pounds whatever it is and, and, and as you say it's a great way to get it's a small body of work but i've had some fantastic ones that have been beautifully produced just very very fine paper choices and and give you a different tactile experience but also subject matters that it is it's a small it's a small body of work but you have a connection to it. it's maybe somewhere I've traveled to or somewhere I remember from a childhood or something like that and and for me that's one of the great appeals of zines as well you can just get such a variety of subjects that that work in that format that may not actually work in a big coffee table book
1: yes yes. Yeah. I mean they give me inspiration as well because absolutely um a couple of my zine sort of designs are because I've seen zines by other people mm-hmm. I'm thinking yeah I like the look of that I mean yeah. what can I do you know, so and like you say, they're not expensive. I mean, yeah. you know, photo books nowadays are expensive.
0: They are. Um,
1: well, they've always been expensive, really. But a zine, uh, ten pound. You know, that's yeah. It's great. I mean, you know, that's what I like about them. That's why I try to keep the price down. As long as it's making enough money to pay for the print run yes. and the postage, um, and then give me a bit over that I can then put back in for the next one.
0: Definitely, and luckily,
1: yeah. that's that's happened um, on every zine. Yeah. I mean, apart from, you know, I, my zines haven't really cost me any money at yeah. all because yeah. like, the first couple were free. And then once they did start selling, like the ones that I was paying for, yeah, they were covering the next one.
0: Um that's it, yeah. And, it and al- I'm happy al- with that. Yeah, and it allows you just to keep on rolling forward and producing... Produce- new work and a sensible run size that you know you'll sell and that you will know then funds the next one.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean it, keeps you going, definitely.
0: Absolutely. It's a great it's a great position to be in. And it's a, and I think with the likes of Mixam and Yule of Print and other companies like that, it, it becomes an affordable way for people to publish
1: publish their work and get their work shared out there with others. Yes. Cause I mean I I, I imagine people who haven't done it um don't really realize how affordable it is yes. i mean you know and because like w- the printers i work in we, we do digital printing but we're mainly um a full-on litho printing so we print tens of thousands of things yes yeah. um so Scale. but places like mixum they they do that but they also do two if you want two of something yeah you're gonna have two um we can do two of something but the, we can't kind of compare the prices where I work yes. so th- these um, well on demand print or whatever they're called they're great because you can have the minimum amount for very little cost yeah uh, you can test the water then absolutely you can be doing a very very small run
0: it's not costing you an arm and a leg um, and it allows you to dip your toes in and, and even just to print a, a handful of copies allows you to see what you're going to get before you maybe do a slightly bigger print run which which yeah it's a great way to be able to test things out
1: yeah definitely i I would recommend people to give it a go anyway just definitely give it a go
0: yeah well that's it and i'm i'm as part of a podcast i'm always really interested to hear what other books inspire obviously you you talk about other zines inspiring you and likes of cover designs and other design elements inspiring you so i'd be really grateful if you could maybe share four or five of your favorite photo books photo zines whatever it is from other photographers tim
1: yes definitely um my probably my most favorite book that i own um which is again probably a cliche for photographers but it's magnum contact sheets um it is by far the most looked at book that I've got oh. um, mainly because it's sort of th- th- the way I like looking at things. If you can see the whole role of film that somebody shot, yes. um, it appeals to me. And obviously this book has got some very famous roles of film in them. Yes. Um, yep. And some of my favorite photographers obviously are in there. And when you um, you, you know a photograph, by like right in front of me here now I've got um the photograph of uh, the boy smashing a piano with a rock um let me dig it out by a second but oh, where do we I'll explain what it is then I don't know if you know the photograph I mean by Philip Jones Griffiths.
0: Oh right I think I don't
1: I, I recall it yes basically it's it's um you know this like on a derelict site and it's the young boy smashing yeah. a, an old piano well, obviously, I've seen that picture. I've got, it, I've got it on my wall. Um, yes. But obviously, you turn to page what is it, one three nine in the book, and there's the whole roll of film. Yeah. And but the amazing thing about it is, there's just that photograph. Yeah. He, he didn't take three photographs of the boy smashing a piano. He took um, one. Yes, uh, but obviously the the sequence, the way it runs, you could see he's kind of walked around and 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 they're all like that. All. All the photographs in the book. Um, yeah. like show you how other photographers think, I think. Yeah. So that's probably my most favorite book. Um, and obviously, next one. Yes. I've dug I've dug them out ready because they quite no, big, oh, ev- some of these.
0: Everyone's <laughs> always prepared,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh my next book is The North by John Bulmer. Right, Yep. Um, you know, it's a and it's an affordable book. This is, I mean. How much did it cost? I mean, I don't know what it. If you, you still buy it now, but when I bought it, it was nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, but it's just full of, oh, I mean, just brilliant photographs of every of, bo boring, no, you know, ordinary people, streets. Um, and what I notice about them as well is that I don't think there's one sharp photograph in the book. They, they're all. Um, you know, they just evoke nostalgia, and I'm not quite that old in some, yes. some of them, but <laughs> but it, it's such a good book from portraits to um, basically how people live. Yeah, um, a bit of context around it. Yes, it's 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 a stunning book. I mean, if i if I could do something like this, I'd be well happy. You know, if I could okay. do something up the valleys of you know how people live and. I mean, most of mine landscapes appear, so it's not quite the same thing. But yes, um, to see the people and how they um, were—that's a cracking book. Um, What else have I got here? Another one I bought when it came out. um, It's called Cardiff After Dark. Uh, I'm going to butcher this name now. Uh, Machi Dakowitz. All right. Um, Basically, in Cardiff. Oh, I'm. Not sure exactly when it was. Did I write it? down? I closed in two thousand sixteen. There was a gallery called Third Floor Gallery, right? Um, and they used to feature, you know, photographers and local stuff, and they used to get some, you know, major photographer exhibitions on there. Um, it was a, it, it was, it was good. And th- this chap, Maché, or Mac- uh, I can't say the name. Yep. He he st- founded it. Um. Right. And basically he's a documentary photographer. Um, he's all over the world. Um, but this book is Cardiff after dark. So if you imagine what the streets of Cardiff are like with yep. drunk, drunken people and what <laughs> have you. Um, but it's basically that. Um and it's it's such a great. Yeah, it's an entertaining book. Um, especially when you know you, you live more or less. So you, you know the yeah. streets, and you know what it it's is. like on a night yeah. out. That's a cracking book, that is. Um, yeah. I must admit, I, I like that one. Um, next one's a bit random. Um, I like it mainly because of how it feels and how it's made. It's a okay. book called Sightwalk.
0: Okay. Sightwalk,
1: yep. yeah. And it's by Georgi Pinkasov. Okay, um, and it's it's basically it's a hardcover book, which is it feels like um, oh like a snake skin type. It's a weird feeling cover, and it's bound. It's just bound on the edge, and they're like a three pages that have been folded over on themselves, All and right, then yeah. stitched. So when you turn the page, there's like um, a, a picture either side of the page, but you can put your hand in between the page. Yes, yep, yep. Um, And then you go to the next page and it's got like a see-through grid and then you see another page Um, and they're they're all photographs of, I'm not sure if it's Tokyo or, it's it's definitely Japan. Yep. Um, But the binding is just,
0: oh. Beautiful.
1: Yeah, to to look at it and feel it, that's a a lovely book. Um, My last choice. Yep. Which is something that's sort of, Resonates with my photography is uh, Faye Godwin's Land. Yeah, it's been mentioned a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they they just obviously landscape port pictures all the way through the book, all in black and white. And, you know, I, I wouldn't compare myself to her, to be honest, but <laughs> but the type of photographs, they, they're like what I take. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they're just, it's just so good. Um, it looks good in the book. But I imagine, you know, seeing these prints done big, I mean, that's, that's my last choice. I mean, hopefully. Yeah.
0: That's a, that's a fantastic selection. There's some that, uh, there's one or two that I've heard of. There's some that I've not, which I always look forward to exploring because it's, oh, right. even even if I don't, even if I never buy the books, it's it's new names, it's new people to explore, new ideas, new inspiration yeah, and, and yeah. That, that that's what that's what it's all about. And you, you might not buy one of those books, but you might buy something else by the same photographer. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, that that's the great thing. It opens your eyes to different approaches to photography, different ideas for projects for books or, or whatever it may be. So it's, it's always for me, it's always fascinating to and also to see how people's favorite books relate or don't relate to the sorts of work that they like to that they like to shoot themselves as well. Um, so it's always it's always really really interesting and one that people always I think uh, seem to come prepared for um, and always generally people will say oh it was really hard I managed to did it down to ten books and then it was hard getting it down to five um, but if I said you can have ten books you did it down to twenty and then it, then <laughs> yeah. it would be hard getting it down to ten so uh, for me it's all it's always great just to just to see the the sheer variety of books that that people that people bring along from what they maybe have remember from when they were a youngster and they got into photography or or, or more recent work that they've, they've happened to have picked up
1: yes i mean i found it difficult because i mean i've got a, yep. i wouldn't say i got a massive collection of books but i mean i got quite a reasonable sized one and each one of them you know i bought it for a reason i, I, yep. I haven't got a book that i haven't enjoyed so yeah um but like the first one was easy i mean magnum contact sheets yeah i think everybody should have one of them uh, because it's it's such a well it's, a, it's such a brilliant book if you're into photography i mean if you you know if you're not i mean it's pointless but yes. if you're interested in how people take photographs and and where these things came along that was the that's had to be my number one yes but yeah i got a lot of books that i could have picked to be honest but yeah there's i i'm happy with that selection of five to be honest yeah oh no i, I think
0: it's a wonderful selection and uh yeah, I, I think as you say that it's a great variety, and it's it it just shows what inspires and 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 the ones that you connect with. But as you say, everyone buys books for a reason. I would be the same. I would hate for someone to ask me what my top five books were because bar maybe one or two, which would maybe always be in or amongst the top five, everything could change depending on what sort of mood I'm in or what I've maybe been working on or what I'm thinking about or what I've picked up recently and things like that. And also. I, I, I've picked up some books because of I find really the binding, the construction element, just as interesting as the work. I don't just buy it for that, but there's some books that have been the way they're constructed and and made. And the concept behind it is I find just really quite appealing because it's such a tactile element as well. It's part of not just the work inside, but it's part of how it feels, how it handles, how and, and how the, that experience falls in as well.
1: Yeah. Well, definitely. I mean, the The Pinkersoft book is is that is the main thing that drew me to it. I mean, I picked yeah. it up in the shop. I seen it in the, I think I yeah definitely bought it yeah because I mean I would have picked this up. That's that's why I bought it. Photographs are great, you know. There's yep. there's nothing wrong with the photographs, but that's not what drew me to the book. It, it was the the way it was made, um, you know, and I, I haven't done actual book binding since you know, <laughs> yeah. when I was training, but it's interesting. You see, you see it and feel it. And it was, this is nice. It does give you ideas as well. I mean, I'd like to produce something like that one day.
0: Absolutely, well, that that's it. And I, as you say, it gives you ideas, it gives you inspiration um, for for the actual physical elements, the the tactile feel of the book. So, um, yeah, it's all great, all great stuff. But uh, on that note, Tim, all it leaves me to say is just to say a big thank you for your time today. It's it's been wonderful chatting to you about your work, about uh, I don't take portraits, which clearly you do. Your other zines and and your love of 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 film and publishing as well, because it it just shows that uh, it's it's accessible to all and and it can be undertaken by all. And, and yeah, thank you very much for your time. Oh, thank you. Thank you for uh, asking me, to be honest. It's absolutely my pleasure, Tim. Thank you very much. Okay. All the best.